Speaking for Pastor Henry Carter and the Renewal Singers, I welcome you to What's New. I'm Ed Peters. We move on today to Romans chapter 8. This chapter brings us to the conclusion of sanctification. The entire book of Romans is a glorious and wonderful epistle, but now, here in chapter 8, we come to the high watermark of this letter. Someone has made this statement concerning chapter 8. We enter this chapter with no condemnation. We close with no separation, and in between, all things work together for good to those that love God. Now, how can you have it any better than that? This chapter introduces us to the work of the Holy Spirit. In chapter 1, verses 1 through chapter 3, verse 20, we saw the work of God the Father in creation. In chapter 3, verse 21 through chapter 7, verse 25, we saw the work of God the Son in salvation. Now, here in chapter 8, we see the work of the Holy Spirit and real sanctification. Now today, we will begin this chapter by looking at the opening verse, and Paul writes as follows. So, there is now no condemnation awaiting those who belong to Christ Jesus. brings condemnation because it points out, stimulates, and condemns sin. 
But the Christian is no longer under law. We are now united with Christ Jesus, as explained by Paul in verses 1 through 10 of chapter 6. Now, here to bring us our study for today is Pastor Henry Harder. I begin today one of the greatest chapters in the Bible, Romans chapter 8. It begins with the words, Therefore there is now no condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus. Chapter 7 left the reader down. Chapter 8 picks him up. In chapter 7, Paul focused on the problem of a believer having the life of Christ within him, but having to live in a fallen world. Living on two planes at the same time naturally causes frustration. But must we grin and bear it? Must we be defeated because we live with tension? Paul's resounding answer in chapter 8 is no. The answer is not to get rid of the tension, not to get rid of the sin and be sinless, nor to get rid of the evil world. Rather, the believer has a new power. The believer has the indwelling Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit is mentioned 23 times in this chapter, more than in any other. It is this new indwelling presence that enables the believer to live in victory, even with a sinful nature in an evil world. So Paul begins this great chapter with a great verse. This verse has meant a great deal to me over the years. I repeat it. Therefore, there is now no condemnation to those who are in Christ Jesus. Memorize it. I was always glad when I read chapter 7 that this was the first verse of chapter 8. Now let me focus on this word condemnation for a moment. Whatever it is, you and I have the life of Christ within us, and we will never experience it. I want to suggest that this word includes three things. Obviously, it includes the sentence. When a person is found guilty and condemned, he is sentenced. The judge passes sentence. Condemnation certainly includes the sentence. But more than that, it also includes the punishment. That is, it includes the execution of the sentence. There's a third point. I believe that Paul, when he states that there is no condemnation for anyone in Christ, also means that the guilt, which is a normal and natural consequence of sin, is also removed. No condemnation means no sentence, no judgment, and no guilt. Why, then, does guilt plague most of us? It is to Satan's advantage when we keep the burden of guilt of our sin that God has forgiven and forgotten upon us. Many a Christian needs to read and reread this verse. Once you've received Christ, then there is no condemnation anymore. We will never stand before a judge where our case will be tried, where the judge will pass sentence and punish us. We are placed where the wrath of God is can never reach us, beyond the reach of the wrath of God. Christ bore our sentence, guilt, and punishment. I say this is a tremendous chapter. It begins with no condemnation, and it ends with no separation. It is this chapter that ends with nothing can separate us from the love of Christ. 
So no condemnation for sin, but also no separation from Christ. Now I need to comment too on the words in Christ. Here is the verse again. Therefore there is now no condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus. The phrase in Christ is a favorite phrase of the apostle. When we receive Christ, we are by faith introduced into a new order. We are placed in him. We'll come back to this expression again. So, no condemnation to those who are in Christ. The Hebrew Bible often illustrates New Testament truths. Noah's Ark illustrates this one. God provided the Ark for Noah. God placed him inside. That protected Noah from the terrible sentence and judgment of God upon a godless world. The people in Noah's day had played with sin. They had mocked God and Noah. They had laughed at God's standards. And finally, God said, that's it. Their time is up. I've taken enough, and I've given them more time than they needed. The sentence was passed. The criminals were pronounced guilty. The flood came and covered the land, and the people were swept away in judgment. Where was Noah? He was inside the ark. He was safe. He was where the judgment couldn't reach him. He was beyond the reach of the wrath of God. The waters beat upon the ark, but Noah was safe inside. Nothing the waters could do outside could put Noah in peril inside. He was totally, completely, absolutely safe and secure. That's a picture of the believer in Christ. Therefore, there is now no condemnation to those who are in Christ Jesus. The songwriter wrote, Harbored in Jesus, safe and secure. Harbored in Jesus, safe evermore. I can imagine no stronger motive to be faithful to the Lord than the knowledge that he has placed me and he keeps me safe in Christ. Nothing can separate me from him. With the force of the conflict 
What's New is a radio production of Creative Encounters. Our mailing address is Post Office Box 848, Shafter, California, 93263, USA.